have so many health issues in our country, but one that affects children and adults alike is oftentimes overlooked. I'm talking about ADHD. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what it is, how it works, and some of the behaviors exhibited by those who have it. Now, the idea here is not to self-diagnose, but to become more familiar with these patterns. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Mike, and every week I discuss topics I care about. Hopefully you find them of value as well. So what is ADHD? Well, in short, it's a common neurodevelopmental disorder. It's seen among children and adults um, and typically diagnosed during childhood. In the U.S. alone, ADHD affects around 6 million children between the ages of 3 and 17 years old. The awareness of ADHD symptoms can help you seek a diagnosis, but you shouldn't self-diagnose. And it's understood that many people try doing so by doing some searches on Google. As a formal health condition, ADHD requires an evaluation by qualified medical professionals. Many people simply do some research on Google and discover perhaps they exhibit one or more behaviors, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have ADHD. If you correctly identify your symptoms, a professional diagnosis is still required to receive most levels of professional care and or medication. ADHD symptoms can overlap with other disorders as well, and it can make it quite com complicated uh, to really identify accurately. ADHD is a neurodevelopmental disorder after all, and it involves specific symptoms, and it can be quite complex. It has neurological underpinnings, sometimes can feature structural changes in the frontal lobe of the brain. It's best to see a professional before making conclusions on your own. These professionals, from their experience and education, know what these symptoms are, and they can differentiate between ADHD and or other health conditions such as sensory processing disorder, which can mimic behaviors like ADHD. Whenever you self-diagnose, a health condition you naturally draw from your personal experiences, preconceived notions, ideas, and fears. These can influence your assessments of your health, possibly skewing the perception of what you're feeling. So, here are some behaviors associated with ADHD. There are many, but here's just a few. Number one, absent listening. Number two, distractibility. Number three, poor time management. And number four, lack of organization. Some people may have one, some people have uh, multiple, and the list is a lot longer than these four. If you think you're living with undiagnosed ADHD, the first step is discussing your symptoms with your doctor. Seeking support from a qualified mental health professional can really expedite the process to get you the help you need. Now, what about medications? For years, We've been doping people up with all types of medications. Ritalin is the go-to for ADHD. I have personally expressed concerns about this for years, particularly for young children being exposed to brain chemistry-altering substances at such a young age. I have always believed that can't be the answer to the problem unless there truly is something um, really wrong 
with that child's development, then it's understandable. But if a child is acting up or seems to have other interests than actually listening to what they're being told, doesn't always mean there's something wrong with them. Kids will be kids. Oftentimes these behaviors improve if you remain vigilant about disciplining appropriately and being patient. That's kind of what parenting is, being patient. Of course, there has been extensive research on the short-term benefits of Ritalin use and other medications on young children, but there are concerns about long-term use, and some of the side effects include insomnia, loss of appetite, and more. <laughs>